0: ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine
1: thirty. The Drive. Elmore deep, Left side three is good. From 30 say John Elmore. The Drive with Paul Swan.
0: Welcome into this Tuesday, July sixteenth edition. Your Drive begins now on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. I'm your host Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in. We got a fun show for you today course uh, I'm still catching up on things. Last week we were out, this week we're back, so we're catching up on things. So uh, I wanted to talk to her last week, didn't get a chance to because she was on the road recruiting, but uh, Ari Agonis, Marshall's volleyball coach, going to join me on the program here in a little bit. We'll talk to her about the upcoming schedule. She was on the road, of course, recruiting, so we'll get that from her. And of course, we'll get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. If you want to be a part of the program this afternoon, our phone lines brought to you by Miller Lite. So let's get going. Uh, we got a lot to get into, and we're going to get into a lot of it maybe the second half of the show as well. But a couple of things I want to talk about first of all is, well, we got to talk about this. Conference USA Media Days are coming up, and that means we've got a chance to hear from the coaches here in the next couple of days. And the media poll came out today. Marshall's first in the East. That's right. The media, the ones that uh, are afforded the vote, voted Marshall to win the East Division. It looks like this. Marshall came in with 14 first place votes, and they're first overall in the East. FIU is second, close, nine first place votes. So a lot of people think that maybe FIU is going to be the top team in the East Division. And then three first place votes for Florida Atlantic. So they're 1, 2, and 3, respectively. Then Middle Tennessee comes in at 4. Western Kentucky comes in at 5. Old Dominion 6th, and then Charlotte dead last in the East at 7. And then you get the West Division, where almost everyone thinks it's North Texas. They're going to win the West Division. They've got 20 first-place votes overall in the West. Southern Miss comes in 2nd with four first place votes. And then you have Louisiana Tech at 3rd. UAB didn't get enough votes to put them at third, but they did get a couple of first-place votes. So they're fourth. Don't sleep on UAB. UTSA, they're fifth, followed by Rice at six, and then UTEP comes in at seven. So that's what the East and West divisions look like. So what's that say? Well, it means that Marshall and North Texas are the teams that are predicted to play for the Conference USA Championship this season. Now, they didn't predict who would win that. Media didn't go that far. But I think overall, it's North Texas and Marshall that are the two favorites, so the pressure's on just a little bit. Marshall has some expectations upon them. Hey, it feels good, though, right, though? Marshall being picked to win the East Division again. Marshall's back in a spot where it's a little bit more familiar, at least that's, Familiar ground in the minds of a lot of herd fans. That's where Marshall should be. Marshall should always be among the leaders or the leader in the East Division, always contending to win that East Division title, always going to the Conference USA Championship game. I know it hasn't happened as much as you want to, but that's where herd fans want the Thundering Herd. And so Doc Holliday has got this team to a point where the expectations are, at least from the voters and the media, the preseason vote conducted by a panel of media members that cover Conference USA schools. And you've got Marshall standing out as the East Division champion. But, again, I point out, I use right there behind him. So it's not a slam dunk. It's not the slam dunk it is in the West Division with North Texas. Pretty much everyone thinks North Texas is going to be the West Division champion. East Division, a little bit more competitive. But then again, I think the East Division is a little bit more competitive. With the exception of Charlotte, and we'll see what they look like. At Old Dominion, you never know what you're going to get with Old Dominion. Marshall, FIU, Florida Atlantic, and Middle are all good teams. Western Kentucky, I just don't have a beat on them just yet. They're not the Western Kentucky of a few years ago. But I will say this, West Division, the top four are solid. North Texas, obviously. Southern Miss, I always think a good Southern Miss is good for Conference USA. Louisiana Tech, another solid year, I'm sure, for them. And then UAB, I, I became a fan of UAB. All the struggles they were going through, the fact that they lost football, and everything that was put against them, and then they overcame all those obstacles, and... A lot of people came to their senses and realized that, hey, this UAB football thing really should be happening. We should have football at UAB and actually put some time, energy, and effort into UAB football. I mean, look what they're doing now. They are uh, definitely a much better program than they were a few years ago. So I never sleep on UAB. So that's what we got coming up. We're going to talk Conference USA football, of course, the next few days. We're also going to talk about the basketball schedule. We got the conference schedule. Now, that's not as exciting as the non-conference schedule. And really, we're just trying to put dates together. And for the most part, after a certain point on the calendar, when we look at January, you know for the most part, except with a day or two here or there, it's going to be Thursday, Saturday. You just want to know where the Thundering Herd's going to be and when they're going to be at home. That's the big thing for you because this is the conference schedule. You don't change this. And I think it's still... A little tough in one spot, but all around, you got to play everybody in this new format. You play everybody, and then you got an opportunity to maybe uh, play a couple of teams uh, a couple more times with the pod system. Not a fan of it. I thought it would be something. Then you get into it a little bit more. You know what? This isn't this isn't going to be what helps Conference USA. I just don't think it's not built for. The tournament at this moment. Maybe a few years ago, this would have been a great idea. Maybe, but I think a lot of things uh, play into this. It's got to be more quality wins, it's got to be visibility. You got to have more games on national television. Yeah, I know. Appreciate to the choir, right? So we'll talk about the schedule, at least uh, get into that. And of course, we'll get your phone calls in later on, but we're going to talk martial volleyball. As I mentioned, uh, I got a chance to talk to her a couple weeks ago, so uh, I'm making good on that now. Ari Agnes is going to join us on the program when we come back from break. You are listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Is the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty? As I mentioned a few minutes ago, I'm on back order. I'm playing catch ups, catch up, trying to get everything in order here. And so, uh, I wanted to have this conversation a couple weeks ago. I couldn't. We finally have made it happen. Let's welcome to the program now Marshall University Volleyball Coach and Camp Counselor Ari Agonis. She's with us
1: now on the program. How are you doing, Coach? I am good, minus the fact that if my voice kind of crackles here, I have lost it due to camp. So it is it is a stretch today.
0: <laughs> is camp like the movie Meatballs? Or are you like the camp counselor of that crew?
1: I mean, yeah, I, I think so. I hope it goes a little bit more smoothly and we learn a little bit more than that. But, yes, for the most part that's pretty much how it goes and the gym's so big and there there's so many people and voices that to try to even get over them just to get everybody to corral for five seconds that's that's apparently where my voice has gone it's just still stuck in the gym
0: now in between recruiting and uh everything else that's going on this is a uh, really your first camp with the thundering herd and uh, the uh, community at large how's it been so far um what's been the reaction good numbers and all that's good stuff
1: Sure. We actually had a team camp in June that I couldn't have been more happy with. It went super smooth. We had awesome competition and I think everybody there just willing to soak up and, and, and kind of learn everything that we were ready to teach. And then we kind of took a break and here we've had our individual camps that we've had some stellar athletes come through on top of that. It will range from anywhere from somebody taking their first, you know, their first trek here at volleyball to people that are aspiring to go in college. And it, and, and, Everybody kind of is so cohesive with their attitudes that i it's amazing. I mean, the people here, we all know that. We all talk about it, how great the people here are in Huntington and this area in Marshall, and it doesn't stop with these campers. So it's been really, really great. The numbers have been awesome, and we have our current players actually working and doing a lot of the camp stuff, and they have been amazing with their attitudes and, and how – they just want to help these kids learn, and they want to be the reason that these kids pick up volleyball the next year. So it's it's been really great.
0: No rest, though. You've got the Little Herd Camp coming up, and that's tomorrow and the 18th, and that's for uh, ages 8 to 12. So no rest for you. Maybe in a few days you get the rest of that voice.
1: Maybe a little bit, and the voice will be great. We'll rest it after a Little Herd Camp, and then it'll all just go away again once we hit preseason. So It'll be gone or it'll be back for a minute and then gone again. So, hey, you know, what are we going to
0: do? Hey, you got to spare that voice just a little bit. You're going to be busy. You're <laughs> going to be on the road. First of all, I got to ask you do you just not like playing home uh, on conference <laughs> games? I mean, what's the deal here? You're on the road for 54 weeks.
1: So, we are a lot of. So, look, conference, we have no control over. The first four weeks, we you can either play at home, you know, or you can travel. And, there had been some other tournaments that were already set up, which was awesome because scheduling is always one of the worst things any coach could ever come in contact with. But we kind of sat down as a staff and decided that for how young we are, how, how kind of is lack of, you know, um, playing together because we've got so many freshmen last year and so many newcomers coming in. It's hard to win on the road, and if you can win on the road, you can win at home because that's where you get to play in front of your fans, in front of your family, and it's quote-unquote easier. You've got home field advantage. So we want to challenge ourselves in the beginning, and we want to push ourselves to the limit to see what we can do on the road in preseason so that when conference comes and we open up the 27th against Southern Miss, it's just we're ready, and and we're ready to battle because being on the road and playing and not being in your own bed, not... Being used to your routine, it throws any athlete, it throws any person kind of off their game. So we're going to challenge ourselves as hard as we can the first four weeks to be able to come in a conference and really get things done.
0: Yeah, you're also in this tournament mentality every week. You're uh, you're going to be gone a long time from the Cam and Center, but really you're doing multiple tournaments in a condensed fashion. You're not spending several days on the road. You're going to be at the Indiana University Invitational. You're going to be at the Georgetown Invitational, the Billiken Invitational, uh, closer to home, the Moorhead Invitational. Uh, in between there, you're going to be at Eastern Kentucky. So really – You've kind of condensed the schedule at the same time. You're still going to be on the road a lot.
1: Right. We'll go. We'll always leave the day before unless it, uh, there's some sort of travel something and hopefully come back the night that we're done. So you're not gone a ton. It's it's a four- to five-day kind of road swing. It's not three to four days before you play. So it's, it's not awful. Um, but it's definitely not like playing at home in the cam, which I haven't done, but have heard it's really awesome, and, and I'm excited to be able to experience that this year.
0: I mean, you could always schedule an exhibition game. Take uh, take on, I don't know, equipment managers, uh, SIDs, coaches. Yeah, I mean, you could do that.
1: We should try. I don't see why not. We could see, it would really set us up to see how it's going to go this fall. <laughs> Joining
0: us on the program, Marshall volleyball coach, as I mentioned, camp counselor Ari Agonist with us. And um, conference, though, you can't control that. But looking at your non conference schedule, I mean, what's going to be tougher? It feels like the. The non-conference schedule is just as tough as that conference schedule.
1: Hundred percent, and and we did that on purpose. You get because you had to choose those first four weekends. Um, we wanted it to be more competitive, if not just as competitive as when we come into conference, so that we're ready when conference comes. Um, we we wanted a tough schedule. We wanted to play some of the better teams that are in our, in the area, and then that are coming into some of these tournaments as well. So. We're, we're going up against some really, really aggressive opponents, um, but it's just going to test us because Conference USA is strong. And in order to be successful there, we've got to be able to beat a lot of these other teams that will win their conferences or come in second or third in stronger conferences. So it's it's exciting. It's, it's not a challenge that we're afraid of. I think the girls are all ready and the, the staff, we're all excited. So it's definitely an exciting time for us.
0: What's it been like on the road now that you're in the Thundering Herd? Because uh, every time I see your social media accounts, uh, <laughs> you're not home. You're on the road. You're always somewhere <laughs> else. I, I feel like you've spent more time away from Huntington than you have been in Huntington. You've probably been here all, what, seven minutes?
1: I think maybe eight, you know, if we're, if we're getting crazy. But um, it's, it's it's part of it. And, and there's a lot of volleyball tournaments at a lot of different times. And so we are gone a lot to try to find the best talent which which we have done and I couldn't be more proud of my staff and I couldn't be happier with some of the kids that we uh, with some of the, the recruits and prospects that we've you know been able to talk to and communicate with that are excited about Marshall and it's going to be a really exciting future already. So it's it's gonna be something real special.
0: I've always been curious uh, as a head coach, this isn't your first time being a coach, but you're the first time <laughs> Yeah, going on the road. You're talking about Marshall. Yeah, okay. how does that go when you're? Hey, I'm the new coach here. What? You know, <laughs> what's that sell like when you are you're meeting with recruits trying to uh, pitch a program that uh, hasn't really come to fruition yet because you haven't been on the on the floor coaching yet. We don't know. I mean, sure. we all hope it's going to be great, and you want it to be great, but you still have you that. You never know. You, you, you have that in front of you. Like, okay, I got to sell potential here. How does that work?
1: You know, I mean, first of all, it's it's easy to come into a place to sell it with a university like Marshall. And and Mitch and his staff throughout the years did an amazing job to be able to set up success and be able to set up the name. So when we talk about it, everybody knows there, it's, it's a nationally recognized name. So getting them to understand what Marshall is isn't the hard part. It's them seeing the vision. And I'm very transparent and very honest and very passionate about what I do And I don't make promises of we're going to win X and Y games and we're going to do all of these different things. We just sell our vision and we want them to want to be a part of it. And we want them to want to get Marshall back to where it was in in the win column. While then as soon as you get them on campus, it's the easiest sell. It's the everything you meet one person from Huntington. You, you just want to come to Marshall. So the people here, people on campus, the student-athletes that we have right now make my job very, very easy as far as selling this place.
0: Marshall University Volleyball Coach Ari Agnes with us on the program. I'm kind of curious as well. I always wonder how the game nationally helps a coach sell university or help with attracting uh, players. We saw recently with uh, the Women's uh, World Cup victory, how there's Hopefully, a renewed interest or a surge of uh, of interest now in women's soccer. More people are paying attention to it, aware of it, yeah. giving it its due. But the women have just won their third Pan Am Gold Cup in a row. I, I don't know. How, yeah, I don't know if you can compare that to a World Cup, but you know how how is it for you trying to attract you know with these camps and everything, attract youngsters to look at volleyball as a viable sport, as something that maybe they should be interested in?
1: You know, well, the, the NBL, the National Volleyball League, they actually just won as well. So it was all in one day. You win the World Cup, the NBL, and the softball U, U national team won as well. So it was a it was a huge, huge day. Um, but when if we can get kids to camp, even if they walk out wanting to play soccer for the rest of their lives, I'm good with it. We try to instill the confidence to know that they have the choice and to know that they can do whatever they want to do, whether that's volleyball or not. So getting them in the door is the biggest thing. Hoping that they have a good enough time to not give up on it is the second. And I think that we just try, and I I still do this with our college team now, is that being a strong, confident woman that walks tall with her shoulders back and we're going to run the world, and that's kind of the mindset that we take on. And we want the girls to feel empowered after leaving camp and not, necessarily defeated even if they weren't quote unquote good at the sport it, they're just starting um so hopefully everybody that comes through understands the confidence that we're trying to build and and to continue to just keep trying but it's a win if they just continue to play a sport no matter what
0: Marshall Volleyball Coach Ari Agonis with us on the program. Again, Little Herd Camp's coming up on the 17th and 18th, 8 to 12. Now, registration, I assume it's over, but uh, looking forward. Uh, welcome.
1: They're totally welcome. We are still we – it'll be an interesting camp in a, in a fun, fun way for those that have never played before or have and are maybe just a little bit younger. We're going to have a bunch of different stations and kind of going throughout the day and a lot of fun activities to kind of do what you were just talking about and just keep everybody interested in the game and to have a really, really good time. We're going to learn some fundamental skills, keep it at the beginner's stage. um, But ultimately they're just going to walk out having a lot of fun and probably completely exhausted from how hot it is
0: <laughs> okay so anyone who want, maybe a late arrival um do they need to go sure. to the website phone just show up with?
1: honestly you can come in to the camp henderson registration or check-in it will be nine to ten and we would love to have walk-ups it's super easy and we've got some awesome camp counselors um which will be our an entire team and myself and my staff so it'll be it'll be really really fun
0: Sounds like it's going to be fun, and um, after this, you got the season to get ready for, and uh, the uh, not so bad but still monster road trip. Uh, I mean, it, eventually we're going to be able to see you. I mean, eventually people are going to go, "Hey, <laughs> she's real. We we can actually see her coaching a game."
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> well. Have fun! I know it's going to be a blast Thank with with, with the kids. Uh, we'll get you back on soon, and if uh, we could ever yeah, ever keep you close to home, we could get you back on more. But I know uh, recruiting is probably just a little bit more important than doing the show. But still, I appreciate you coming on today. It's
1: a close second, though, so it's, it's right there.
0: Is it is it real close? I mean, is it is it? I mean, is it like one and one a, or is it like one and maybe one point uh, five two? I mean. Y- you don't have to. You know, eat. I
1: think it's like I think it's like a one and a one, point five.
0: Okay, I'll take that. I mean, I'll take that <laughs> one point five in, in importance. That's fair. That's okay. I, I'll do that. Um, we'll talk to you soon, Coach. Uh, good luck with the camp, and uh, we'll get ba- get back with you soon as we get closer to the season. Sounds
1: great. Thanks so much.
0: Ari Agnes with us, Marshall University women's volleyball coach. Uh, We're going to talk herd football. We're going to talk herd basketball with you. When we continue, we'll also take your phone calls. That's right. You can join the program. All you have to do is phone on the Miller Lite phone lines, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Also, you can find me on Twitter, at Swan at PaulSwan. Paul Swan. It is the drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. 877 420 Talk. 877 420 8255. i get you on the Miller Lite phone line. Miller Lite hold true. Great taste. Only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. So we've got football. Looking forward to. And we have got basketball. That's right. Football comes out today with some news. That's right. Basketball. Conference USA said, no, we will give you some hoop stuff as well. And the 2019-2020 Men's Basketball Conference schedule has been announced. And here's what Dan said in the release. He said, with the loss of the key seniors last season. Yeah, you know who we're talking about. We're talking Elmore. We're talking C.J. Burks. He said he's looking forward to bringing new Herd leadership into conference play this season. Here's what the slate looks like. Now, on January 2nd, Thundering Herd will open up conference play at home against Rice, and then they will play host to North Texas on January 4th. Then the Thundering Herd on the road. First conference schedule on the road is at Middle Tennessee on January 9th, and then UAB on January 11th. Then Thundering Herd's got a three-game homestand, and they're going to start that off against Charlotte, and it's going to be on January 16th. Then they've got Old Dominion on January 18th, and then Western Kentucky to round out the homestand on January 22nd. So I'm pulling up the calendar right now. I want to look at the separation here because, remember, we had a problem with the schedule last year, the way things were clustered. So January 16th. That's a Thursday, obviously, because these are going to be Thursday-Saturday games for the most part. So you play on Thursday, and then you play on Saturday with the game at home against Old Dominion. And then you play on Wednesday. And then after Wednesday, you go on the road. You've got three games you're going on the road for. You've got Western Kentucky on the 25th. So you go from Wednesday to Saturday. It's a few days. That's not terrible. And then... The good news here is you don't have to be on the floor until tip time. You want to get there sooner, of course. But they'll be on the road at FIU on January 30th. So we go from Saturday to Thursday. That's a little bit more manageable, especially going to Florida. And then February 1st. You're going to be at Florida Atlantic. So you go from a Saturday game on the road against Western Kentucky after you play them at home on the 22nd, and then you've got several days to get yourself back into, uh, well, fighting condition You get a few days off. And you're going to go to Florida. You play on the 30th, and then you play on the 1st. And then you finish up your home matchups. You've got Southern Mississippi, Southern Miss, February 6th, and then... On Saturday, February 8th, you've got Louisiana Tech. Then here's the fun stuff. In February, you're going to play on February 13th. That is a Thursday. UTSA, you were on the road against UTSA. And then on the 15th, you've got UTEP. And that is the Conference USA regular schedule. And I say regular because after that, We don't know where Marshall will be playing. We don't know when Marshall will be playing other than the dates. We've got five dates that you get to play with. So bonus play is back. Yes, that's right. Glorious bonus play. Thundering Herd, if they're in that first pod, they're going to be guaranteed a better seed than being in the second pod. And you want to finish as high as you can because, boy, that extra day is always good, right? You get a day off. You don't have to start. Until a day later, Conference USA tournament, you like that extra day. So, bonus plays back, my friends. And the bye week is going to be between February 15th and 21st. So, after Marshall's done on the 15th, they'll travel back to Huntington and then they're going to have a few days off. Now, depending on what travel looks like, more likely, they get back Sunday. They get back late Saturday night, Sunday morning. They get back, get to some rest. Dan will probably give them a few days off, maybe let them get their legs. Who knows? 17th through the 21st, they won't be playing. They'll be playing potentially on February 22nd. That's a Saturday. February 27th, which is the following Thursday. March 1st, which is a Sunday. March 4th, which is a Wednesday, and then March 7th, which is a Saturday. Five dates. Five dates, and one of those dates they won't play. So potentially Marshall could maybe not play on February 22nd and then have to play the next four, or Marshall could play the first two, have March 1st off, and then round out March 4th and March 7th, or they could play the first four, or any other combination in between all of that. So they're going to play four of those five dates. And as we know, this is Conference USA, so we don't know if these games are going to be regionally televised, nationally televised. We don't know tip times. We don't know any of that stuff because they've got to put everything in the pod hopper and suss it all out, and here we go. So that's what your conference schedule looks like. And, of course, we don't have... Uh, the full picture of everything just yet. But more than likely, uh, the conference schedule is what you're more interested in. The non-conference schedule, probably some uh, road games uh, and some um, easy home games. You try to at least schedule a few easy ones there. So that's uh, what Conference USA basketball looks like. January 2nd, tipping it off against Rice. I mean, the good news is you don't have to go to Rice in North Texas. The bad news is you got to go to UTSA and UTEP. And that's at the end. That's, that's the good thing. The Texas trip is at the end. Texas trip should always be at the end. If you can get away with it, you can't. But UTSA and UTEP, those are the final games. Then you get to travel back home. You get a few days off before you know if you're going to be on the road or if you're going to be starting off at home in this bonus play that the league has come up with. And yeah, I knew they weren't going to do away with it this year. Going to ride this thing a couple of years. I mean, it's faint praise, but at least they're trying something. I don't think, in execution, this is the right thing to do. I don't think this is necessarily the salvation of Conference USA basketball. I don't think you're going to see too many teams picked in the NCAA tournament unless. You get a couple of teams that get really hot, and they go through conference, and they pretty much dominate other than competing against each other, and they have a great non-conference slate. They win the majority of those games, win a signature game or two, have something really to, to put their uh, resume together with, and still, my question is, will it matter if nobody notices? That's the thing. Will anyone notice? And. That's where I come with the television argument. You got to get this thing better. You're working on it. and You can't sit there and just say, it's terrible. You guys suck. You can't do that. What you got to say, though, is, you know, we understand, but um, please work on it some more. Please make this better. Do what you need to do. Do you take less money to get on ESPN? And I don't know if that's feasible or not. You kind of have to, at this point, take what's financially better for you. But at what cost? And that's uh, always the question there. So here's your Conference USA basketball schedule for the Thundering Herd. Sooner than later, we're going to be talking basketball on a full-time basis. But we got football to talk about. We'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, the 2019 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Best Talk Show on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You can join the program anytime by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. You can also reach me on social media at Paul Swan. That is where to find me on social media. Of course, you can follow me there as well. And if you like, you can find me on Facebook, The Drive with Paul Swan. You can search out the page. You can join the group. Twitter's your best bet, though. I'm going to tell you that up front. I'm just going to be honest with you. Twitter's where you want to be. Facebook's cool, too, but Twitter's where you want to be. We post the podcast links there and other things as well. And uh, speaking of the podcast, don't forget, you can always find the show, Apple Podcast, Also on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, basically, You can find The Drive with Paul Swan. And, of course, you can always listen to us live every weekday right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we were talking about it earlier, Conference USA releasing today the preseason media football poll. And, again, uh, this is a panel. This isn't just everybody who covers Conference USA. We all get together and just throw our vote in. Uh, This is a panel of media members that cover Conference USA schools. Usually your beat reporter, your person that actually gets to go on the road, travel with the team, gets to see a multitude of Conference USA. So you try to curate that list every year. You just don't give it to anybody. Uh, you try to give it to people who, you know, sometimes uh, play-by-play announcers will get the vote as well. Yeah, you know, media members, team, play-by-play announcers get to see a lot of the league. You also have got sometimes the beat reporter that goes with the team. So you, know, you try to get as, um, as diverse a panel as possible at the same time. Uh, a lot of people who can put eyeballs on more than just their team. And East Division, Marshall is predicted to win. They are first in the East Division with first with 14 first-place votes. Then FIU comes in second with nine first-place votes. Florida Atlantic third with three first-place votes. Followed by Middle Tennessee at 4. Western Kentucky comes in at 5. Old Dominion will be 6th. And Charlotte at 7. The West Division, not as tight. North Texas uh, overwhelmingly uh, gets the nod with 20 first-place votes, number one overall. Southern Miss comes in second with four first-place votes. Then Louisiana Tech at third. UAB is fourth with two first-place votes. And then UTSA, Rice, and UTEP. So that's what it looks like as far as... Your preseason order of finish. So, what's that mean for Marshall? Well, if you look at the schedule, you've got Middle Tennessee after the Cincinnati game, you get Middle Tennessee. So, you get the number four team. Then, you take on the number six team. This is all predicted. And then the number three team. And then the number five team. And then you hop over to the West Division number six team. And then you take on. The predicted number three team in the West, and then you take on the number seven team in the East Division, and then you take on what could be the deciding factor for the East Division. You take on FIU. That's your last game. So, as far as the schedule is concerned, it sets up quite nicely. Now Marshall's got to take care of their business, of course, to get to that showdown with FIU, and you kind of hope you can put it away before that. I get it. I like it. The fact that you could have a showdown, this game will determine the East Division and maybe people in Conference USA, league office, they're hoping, hey, maybe this the way this vote went anyway, hey, maybe this is the game. This is going to be a, a game that's going to uh, decide what the East Division looks like, a little bit more interest in the East Division race. And then you, here's what the FIU looks like. FIU, they get Western Kentucky early. They've put Western Kentucky in between the— to Lane and New Hampshire. And then they've got Louisiana Tech. They've got UMass on the schedule. Then they get to Charlotte, UTEP at Middle Tennessee. They've got Old Dominion, FAU as well. Then before the herd, they get to take on the Miami Hurricanes. I don't know how that's going to play in favor of the Thundering Herd because, again, not going be they're not going uh, to be overlooking Miami for the herd, right No I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen but uh, I like Marshall's chances all things being equal, Marshall's got their toughest non-conference games early. FIU's got their t- toughest their toughest non-conference game late. You get that stuff over with early. you get Boise State and Cincinnati out of the way and I'm sorry, I'm not sleeping on Ohio. I never sleep on Ohio. I'm not even going to pretend that that's not going to be a tough game. You know, whatever the score may be, it's going to be a tough game. And uh, VMI, you can't overlook a VMI, even though you know what that game's about. That game is um, more or less a—it's a glorified tune-up. Even though VMI, they show up, they've got uniforms and everything, you give scholarships. Yeah, yeah, sorta. You got VMI, the key debts coming in. It's a tune-up for Boise State. But you look at the—you look at the way it sets up for Marshall. I mean, not bad. Not bad at all. Uh, FIU gets an off week before they take on Miami and then Marshall. Marshall, they get an off week before they go against La Tech, Charlotte, and then FIU. But I don't think that's going to be a big factor as the way this is going to shape up. Still, I like the chances. The final games in, um, in this division, Charlotte and Old Dominion, FAU and Southern Miss. MTSU and Western Kentucky. Of the East Division final games, I think the most interesting games are going to be Marshall and FIU. Yes, there's some bias there. And I think, of course, MTSU and Western Kentucky, just by the fact that they don't like each other, just fact alone, they don't like each other. That's the 100 miles of hate that that's going to be the bigger game as far as potential rivals, even though I think Marshall and FIU, if it sets up nicely, is going to be the more meaningful game. I mean, we, we, tried to, we tried to pin this down. I mean, you look at rivals and you think, all right, who's the rival for the Thundering Herd here? Who's the big rival? The primary rival. I, I'm going to rephrase that. Again, it's, uh, it's not Western Kentucky because it's Western Kentucky and MTSU. It's not FAU or FIU because they got each other. And I would think Old Dominion and Charlotte pair off a little bit more as far as rivalry is concerned. And you look on the uh, look on the west side, and obviously it's not UTSA, UTEP, or UAB, or Rice, or North Texas, or Louisiana Tech. It's, it's not really built that way. I mean, Southern Miss was fun, but at the end of the day, I can't circle any of those and go, okay, that's the rival. That's the team right there. So, really, Marshall is just playing more for games that are important. Like, FIU is a big game because it's potentially important. Uh, LaTeX will be a a good game because that's going to be a tough test. Western Kentucky is an important game because that will be a tough test, and you don't like them even though they're not the big rival for each other. Marshall's on the list, though. I'm sure if if you're going to pair them up, Marshall, MTSU, and Western Kentucky all have rivalries with each other. But at the end of the day, Marshall's the secondary rival for Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee. And FAU, I don't know. That seems like that's a bigger deal because of the lane train. The importance there is the lane train for me. FAU, Marshall, FAU is good, they're credible, and that's the lane-train game right there. And so really, you got good rivalries here, you've got good significant opponents, but uh, I can't even circle Ohio as, okay, that's the rivalry game because, again, Ohio-Miami, that's their thing. So I'm going to declare VMI the big rival of the year. Marshall, VMI, the Southern Conference foe, I'm going to declare that the big rivalry game. Or I'm gonna go back to uh, I'm gonna go back to the 90s. I'm gonna go back to the 90s and declare Marshall Boise State. We're just gonna make that the thing here. I'm gonna declare that the rivalry here. That's that's it. That's the game. I mean, individually, there's not a big one. you circle and go, okay, that's the big rivalry game, but of importance though, you can you can make arguments all day. That these games are important. There is some value to all of these games. Uh, There's some significance to all of these games. And for the most part, all of these games should interest you. Uh, Rice is probably going to be a tough one for you to gain some interest. Charlotte, we'll see where Charlotte's at, but I, I don't know how much that's going to interest you. And Old Dominion, we'll see where Old Dominion's at. I don't know how much that's going to interest you compared to the other ones. But really, VMI is going to be tough because uh, you're going to probably look down on VMI. Uh, okay, lowly Southern Conference uh, era team played them in the Southern Conference. And um, you're going to be jacked for Boise. You should be excited for Ohio. You should be excited for Cincinnati. Uh, you should be excited for uh, the rest of these games, even though some of them might be a little lackluster. Uh, all in all, though. If you're Marshall, everybody's gunning for you. If you get off to a great start and you're winning early, everyone in the East Division is gunning for you. So maybe uh, maybe it's not that you have a rival. Maybe it's, okay, you're the top kid. Everyone's trying to t- knock you off your perch. Maybe that's the swagger. Maybe I'm looking at this completely wrong. It's Marshall's the top school. Everybody's gunning for the herd. They want what Marshall has. Marshall's got to go get it, though, first before they can say they have it to be taken away from. And that's where we're going to leave it with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Special thanks to Gabriel Sellers. Appreciate him. I want to thank my guest this afternoon, Ari Agnes, Marshall University volleyball coach. Uh, she said it earlier, uh, the Herd Camp takes place tomorrow and again on Thursday from 8 to noon. If you show up the Cam Henderson Center, she'll get you in. So uh, if you've got a, a child between 8 and 12-year-old, uh, you can find more information on HerdZone.com. Get the details there so you know what you're getting yourself into if you're interested and this is last minute for you. And that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Until tomorrow, good night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington.
1: This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.